This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, as usual, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. Hello, Jojo. How did you, Graham? Jojo, we're doing fine. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. How you been, Jojo? I've been okay. I've been okay. My allergies are kicking my butt, but other than that, I've been okay. Allergies, eh? <laughs> allergies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that line. Something, something. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a week. We are gearing up here on the day that we record, which is normally on Saturdays. We are gearing up here for some winter storms. So a whole lot going on because we we don't normally. Uh, I don't know if we should keep saying that we don't normally get get winter storms because. Because it seems to be a new, a new, new, new normal, yeah. new pattern. It's crazy because, like, I've lived here in North Carolina for about sixteen years now, seventeen this year, and pretty much every year we get at least one winter storm, and <laughs> we miss at least one day of work because obviously we don't have the infrastructure for for snow and stuff, and very limited in very limited capacity. So when it snows, we have to stay in. Uh, only the very essential workers will make it to work. Otherwise, work just kidnaps you. Like you're not going home. We run to. We have a hotel room for you. You know. <laughs> yes. Yep. So yeah, we're getting another one of those. So likely is that we're gonna be in for the weekend. But other than that, everything is good. Everything is dope. With you, Jojo. Yeah, everything is good. This this weekend, though, I, on the West Coast, we are having um, some tsunami. Yeah, dude. <laughs> some tsunami, not warnings, but I guess advisories or something. Just kind of like, you know, keep a, a lookout. Yeah. So, right, Jojo, before we get into business, today we are actually, much to our surprise, not necessarily a surprise, there's a lot of reasons why it's sort of a surprise, but today we, we are going over the... I suppose the handling of the <laughs> of the Golden Globes, because there was no award ceremony per se. It wasn't televised or anything like that. We, we'll go over that a little bit. But, but, but before we get into that, Jojo, what, what are you watching this week? Uh, so this week I got kind of interested in, because Robert Durst, died mm-hmm. uh, of, of COVID-related things, and I was sort of interested in what in the world he had done to, I mean, I knew he was a murderer and like a a crazy person in essence, but I, I really didn't know too much about the story. So I started watching on HBO Max, the documentary, The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. And I have to say, man, that thing pulled me in and is really interesting and really horrifying and such a great display of what money will get you yeah. in the world. Jesus. And, you know, it, it also to me really demonstrated because this, the, 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 the it, originally it's from 2015. It's an older documentary. It's not, it's not new at all. I just got interested in it because the Mr. Durst just died, but 
so it's 2015, but when you watch the footage of the trial that he had in Texas where he was acquitted of murder, he murdered a man and chopped him into pieces and dropped him in Galveston Bay and was found not guilty. Whoa. Uh, and they had all the proof. They had everything. He admitted it, and he was found not guilty. And it's it's fascinating how that happened. And it's also fascinating to me the way a rich New Yorker was able to have a very interesting, almost like a, a, a pull over some maybe not quite as worldly wise, if you will, sophisticated <clears throat> folks uh, that were on the jury and because they did interview the jury as well right. after, after the, and it's, it's interesting to me because I was watching it going, this sort of correlates with Trump. I know that that's, <laughs> that's, it's, you know, one of those wild, dumb things, but it just, it was fascinating to me because I, I felt like they would be like, who's this northerner coming down here and yep. killing our local and, you know, dropping him in the bay and all this horrible stuff. But they were essentially like, oh, you know, he's such a good, sweet man. And he's made, and he, by the way, he's not a, a sweet dude <laughs> at all. And he wasn't during the trial, but you know, like he's, 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 you know, he's, he's trying to do what's right. And he stands for the American dream and he's rich and, you know, they're, his attorneys are completely right about what happened to him and why he killed this man and justified and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, holy crap. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching. And it's, it's very, very interesting if, if anybody's interested in a documentary that is uh, about, it is true crime, but to me, the parallels of what is going on right now was, was fascinating and a little bit chilling. Good stuff. Like I, I've I've stumbled upon this documentary a couple of times, but uh, I don't even like the face of uh, Robert Durst. So no, I don't either. You know, what I mean? like 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 I find mm -hmm. I know that I should be interested in what he did and finding out what 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 exactly his crime was and and why he's so much interest in what why does he merit a documentary? I know that, but the fact is. It's one dude that as soon as I see him, a still photograph of him, I'm like, oh, this is a fucker. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about this asshole. And so mm -hmm. I just move mm -hmm. on. But now I might I might get on and watch it. But yeah, uh, it's a fascinating watch then. So I'm going to take a look at it, Joe. Cool. What, do you, what, about, what about you? What have you been watching? So... <laughs> It is amazing because this week I've been jumping in and out of Breadbox. And I I have a watch list on, on Breadbox. Some of the shows that I watch that are topical, that are sort of like all on pause right now. You know, like Mug the Week and 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown and all of that. But so I decided, okay, so I haven't watched one of those crime shows in a long time on Bitbox. So let me go ahead and do that. So I went and watched this show, Scotland-based show, called Crime. Just that, okay. Crime. It's just a, 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 I think four episodes. Great little show. And then I decided, you know, since I'm on it, I've been meaning to watch Line of Duty. And yeah, Insane. Like, you know, this show started in 2012 
and it's on its fifth season now. And, and some very absolutely great actors have been through it season after season. You have Keely Hawes. Um, you've had the dude from Walking Dead, the black dude, black British dude, uh, Lenny James was on the very first season. Keely Hawes was on the second season. I think Tandy Newton is on the third and fourth season. Kelly Mac Kelly Mac McDowell McDonald, uh, the okay. the Irish one. That was okay. on Boardwalk Empire. I mean, she, you know, a lot of great people have been on this show. So I decided to start it, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The, I keep telling people, if you have not watched a police procedural crime show from the UK, you you have to watch it. It will give you, it will give you an insight yes. into another way of policing. Yes. That is very, yes. very different than what we know. Yes. Yeah. I I love the, the British shows for the, the procedural shows for that, for the fact that you're gonna see something so different from what we're used to watching. So how many how many seasons are you into it or have you binged? So I binged watch the first season, which is six episodes of uh, no five episodes. And I'm three episodes into the second season. This is the season with uh, Killy Halls. And I mean, Killy Halls is a fantastic actress um, with a very, a fantastic, great reputation for this type of shows too, other than 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 her own jobs as an actress, right? Because she was for like, what, five, six seasons on MI5? And, mm -hmm. and she was brilliant. You know, so when I see her uh, in, in shows like this, I'm like, okay, this is this is worth watching. She's made a couple of appearances on, on Doctor Who, uh, one season here, one season there, and she always gets some really crazy characters to play. Right, then, uh, so we are going to move on to, we are going to talk about the Golden Globes. Jojo, as we know, the Golden Globes were last Sunday, and it was not televised, it was live streamed, but from what I hear, it was an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah, that's what I heard too. <laughs> now, do you are you able to give us an, an insight as to why is it that you know the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, also known as the HFPA, has gotten in such uh, troubles that no one will touch them with a twelve <laughs> with a twelve foot pole. Um, <laughs> I I I know that they uh, you know they've had you know they will <laughs> they have a staggering lack of diversity. So we've got we've got that, but they've had some pretty crazy ethical lapses and and business dealings and things like that. So I. I guess it's just kind of like a, a, a total shitstorm for for the HFPA. So um, I know that the LA Times was all over that, and and kind of uh, that overshadowed last year's event, if you yes. will. So th this year they were, I think, kind of trying to say, "Oh, it's COVID or whatever, and we're just going to keep it on the down low and everything like that." But um, NBC came out and said, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, for us, it's not COVID. We just don't want to broadcast this shit. <laughs> you know. Exactly. 
exactly. and no one else would yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, um, I know that, um, you know, it caused enough, enough kerfuffle that there are some actors that are returning their Golden Globes um, that they won previously. Right. So Tom Cruise returned all five of his. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise returned his, and I heard there's a couple actor, other actors that have apparently boxed theirs up and taken them back, but didn't like make a big deal about it. They were just like, Here. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they dropped them off at Goodwill or whatever. <laughs> I'll have you know, I have a Golden Globe that I bought at in Goodwills. <laughs> <laughs> if I see one around here on the West Coast, I'll pick it up. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, money go will go to charity, so you know. Is some of it? Is some of it like, uh, in terms of the actors returning their uh, their Golden Globes and shit? It, it, do you think there's a bit this this is like a bit performative more than anything else? Or do you think that some of them are generally outraged at the idea of, you know, corruption and lack of diversity? I mean, the the reason I say that is because Hollywood itself has had a problem of of lack of diversity uh, yeah you know in 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 some of them in some of them have have accepted roles that they shouldn't they know that there's someone who could better play the role is you know that would also be um appropriate to play the roles and and some of them have have accepted those roles and and gone with the with, with the stereotypes and, and all of the bad, you know, the worst things of, of, of those characters. Yet this happens to the HFPA, which I'm not by any means excusing the HFPA's lack of diversity and corruption, but it's not like Hollywood itself is example, ex- exempt of all of it, is it? Right, right. You know, Hollywood isn't a town full of, you know, little happy puppies and kittens and sunshine and roses and the HFPA came in and stomped all of those. It's not, it's not what happened. You know, they essentially were again, not downplaying what they did, but just seems like they were just rolling along without, with what everybody else was doing and ended up getting caught. So I don't know, or at least called out. Um, I don't know that, it's hard to say, you know, for the motivation for the actors, some of them may genuinely be like, oh, I, I had no idea and I'm upset. And so I, I don't want this thing in my house. Others, I don't know, to me, some of them would it just seems like a publicity stunt, honestly, yeah. be like, oh, let me, let me get some good press. I don't, it's, it, you know, cause they've, they've still won it just because they give it back. Doesn't mean they this haven't won it. This is something that they used to know before, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I don't, I don't think that it's much beyond a, a symbolic gesture. And for some, it may certainly absolutely be a from the heart thing, but for others, I, I just feel like it's a, well, I, I need, I could use some press. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm interested in agreement with you. Um, and so what we are going to do is, of course, the nominations were there. Of course, the handing of the awards went on. So as we would have done any other year with or without an award ceremony, we're going to do it today. We're going to go over the list of winners of the Golden Globe. Shall we, Jojo? Yep. Okay. So what was the first category you want to go with? Uh, let's see here. 
So I think the first one we had talked about was best performance by an actor in a supporting role or series, limited series, or a motion picture made for television. And so we had Billy Crudup. Is it Crudup or Crudup? Yeah, I I never knew about this. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) For The Morning Show, Kieran Culkin for Succession, Mark Duplass for The Morning Show, Brett Goldstein for for Ted Lasso, and Oh Young Soo for Squid Game, and um, Oh Young Soo won for Squid Game. Right, Oh Young Soo. If you if you watch Squid Game, Squid Game, you will know that Oh Young Soo was the old dude who played Oh Il Nam in the in the. Oh, I wanted to say Hunger Game for some Squid Game. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, like this, all of these serendipitous things you just start to flow through my head. But he becomes the first Korean actor to win. Golden Globe. So that was a bit surprising, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I think he was great in Squid Game. I think that he certainly deserved a nomination, and obviously they felt he deserved the win. I feel like this kind of thing is always going to be tainted, though, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. because yeah. it's going to be like, well. Did they just do this to save face? And, you know, we happen to have the, and, and that to me is very unfair to the actor who that busted their butt to put in a really good performance. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, they won something, but that forever, I feel like maybe not forever, but there's going to be question at least for a, a small amount of time of, well, did they just do that as a diversity prize as the, the token Asian as, you know, I, and I think that's wrong. Yes, you are absolutely right. But I'm looking at the list of nominees here, and I think, really, you know, if you wanted to be a bit predictable, maybe you could have gone to Brett Goldstein uh, mm-hmm. from Ted Lasso. Mark Duplass was, I think, last year, or was it Billy Crudup that was nominated to? I think it was Billy Billy Crudup. Yeah. I think. And Kieran Culkin always gets nominated. Uh, he's done a fantastic job on Succession, by the way, but... Yeah, I'm I'm okay with old dude, old Korean dude uh, winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on then, Jojo? Let's see. Uh, we got best performance by an actress in a supporting role in series, limited series or motion picture made for television. And uh, the nominees were Jennifer Coolidge, White Lotus, Caitlin Dever, Dope Sick, Andy McDowell. Made, Sarah Snook, Succession, and Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. And the winner was Sarah Snook of Succession. So needless to say, that was a big night for Succession. But I do think that Sarah Snook, I don't know if she's had ever been nominated, but her win is actually very well deserved. I know that you you, you haven't watched Succession. You haven't started watching Succession. I have not. No, I haven't. Um, and Sarah Snook, is a very, even her role, which is an incredibly, I want to say, important role, but because she's the daughter among three brothers and a very patriarchic father, her role, the character is a little bit underrated. And so because it's so underrated, you can tell how much work 
Sarah Snook puts into it as uh, Siobhan in the show Succession. So I, I, am, I applaud the nomination and actually I'm, I'm glad that she won it. And for Andy McDowell, I haven't seen it um, made. And if I had to pick somebody else, it would have been Caitlin Dave, uh, Dever with uh, Dope Sick because she, we know that she had been, she's been fantastic because we talked about her too. Yeah. 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 So uh, let's move on to the next one, Jojo. Okay. So let's see. We had best performance by an actor, limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. And Paul Bettany with WandaVision. Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage. Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Ewan McGregor for Halston. And Tahir Rahim for The Serpent. And the winner was Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to argue this one, is it? Jennifer? It is. It really, <laughs> really is. It, it, it's really hard. I mean, folks, if you haven't seen Dope Sick, you have to see this. Yeah. We've said it before, and I'm going to say it here again. Michael Keaton is only getting better as he ages. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that. You know, um, from... From an actor who was just an average guy in Hollywood who had some important roles, some iconic roles too, of course, he was Batman or whatever, but but he's only getting better. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Know. He is. And I mean, like, his career was, everybody was like, oh, his career is over, essentially, yeah. for yeah. a while. And then he did Birdman and yeah. blew everybody away. And he's just continually... As you said, he's getting better. Every performance he does is better. And I it's it's fascinating to me because a lot of big name movie stars will just kind of coast by, I think, on their name and their reputation. Yep. It seems like or I it's not to say they're not putting in a good performance, but they're just they're not really doing anything particularly groundbreaking. They're just coming in, doing a good job and going home. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Michael Keaton really seems to be almost like a, a, a hungry new actor. Like he's trying new things and doing completely different stuff and taking on these roles that are, are nothing that you would ever expect to see him in. And, that's right. and he's just doing a fabulous job. So I think that that's, I think that should be rewarded because that's just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have like, the only other actor that I would have picked from here is Tahir Rahim from The Serpent. He, he was very good. He was he was dope. He was very he was, very good. God, he was good. Yeah, we <laughs> talked we talked about him in the series, so yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Paul Bethany I I'm sorry. He was just vision, like, whatever dude. I mean, I love don't get me wrong. I right. love it, Wonder it, Vision. Yeah. But he was vision, you know. So whatever. <laughs> So let's move on to the next one then. Best performance by an actress in a limited series, anthology series, or a motion picture made for television. On this one, we've got Jessica Chastain, Scenes from a Marriage, Cynthia Erivo, Genius Aretha, Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision, Margaret Qualley, Maid, and Kate Winslet with Mayor of Easttown. And I suppose everybody here could 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 take a guess as to who who won, right, George? I mean, 
<laughs> I think there's it would no, have there's been. No, there's no doubt about that. Anyway. Yeah, I think there would have been like I don't know. Uh, uh, a lot of people have lost some money, a lot of money in bets. If she right. Hadn't won. <laughs> Pennsylvania, they would have been mad, but, but yeah. yeah, Kate, Kate Winslet won, which I, I mean, I'm, I know her performance was great and I know she's winning all the things and everything, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'm sort of getting, um, fatigued. <laughs> By hearing yeah. about Maravistown. <laughs> that is understandable, isn't it? <laughs> I, I know that there's a lot of like Ted Lasso fatigue out there too. You know, it's the same thing with Maravistown. It's like Maravistown. Oh, shut the fuck up about that already. Just saying, you know. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, like, yeah, Kate Winslet is not the first British actor to play in American and, and do a fantastic accent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, so, so well, did she master a regional accent to the point where people were like, is she really from here? Uh, you know, people from the same town asking themselves, are you sure she wasn't born here? And then they moved her <laughs> to Britain and, you know, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm not taking away from, from, it, it's not Kate, Kate Winslet that I have an issue with. Is the whole hoopla about Merov is sound. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we are moving on to giant. <laughs> <laughs> so we have best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. So Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Nicholas Holt for The Great. Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. And uh, he is the one who won for Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, we will, we will see Ted Lasso winning stuff until such time that, you know, there was a, there was a time where the only big nights at the Golden Globes and at the Emmys were Modern Family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Know. Absolutely. There's always that show that award shows seem to get married to. Mm -hmm. It's either Game of Thrones, Modern Family, the lots. <laughs> so so it, it will happen. So I'm, I'm not surprised that Ted Lasso won. Uh, I mean, uh, Jason Sudeikis won. And I'm not also saying that he didn't deserve it because God knows I watched Ed Lasso and Jason's dick is, is a fucking amazing. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. And the nominees were Hannah Einbinder for Hacks, Elle Fanning, The Great, Issa Rae, Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, Gene Smart, Hacks, and the winner was Gene Smart. And yeah, I mean that that that's yeah. here. Here we should we should actually have a round of applause. <laughs> no, I always, I always mistake my round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, if, if you haven't heard us talk about hacks, what episode did we do that, Jojo? Uh, what episode did we talk about? Well, stuff we watched during the winter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. Yeah, we didn't actually dedicate a whole a whole episode to it, but yeah, we've we've talked about it and mentioned it quite a bit, and we we are fans, <laughs> and especially of of Gene Smart. And you know, it's surprising to me because they put both Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart on the same category. I, I would I would have assumed that. Einbinder was a supporting actress, but apparently that's not the case. They they both sort of like co-star here, so there's no there's not a, a main role in in a in a deputy role or, or something like that. But uh, I would have had a problem with the award had Anna, Hannah Einbinder winning instead of of Jane Smart. Yeah, absolutely. Because simply simple as that. She, she she she's been fantastic. Yeah, one of the best shows for like one of the best original HBO shows. I want HBO HBO Max shows. I want to say so. Kudos. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Right, Georgia. She's 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 wonderful. The show is great. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was on Mayor of Easttown too, by the way. She yeah, fucking she killed was. it. I yes, heard. she was. She was nominated, I think, for a, an Emmy, but for that, but yeah, yeah. We've got uh, the next one coming. Oh, okay. Is for you. So the best, next one is best performance by an actor in a television series drama. So Brian Cox for Succession, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, Billy Porter for Pose. Jeremy Strong for Succession, and Omar Sy for Lupin, and the winner was Jeremy Strong for Succession. I don't know, man. I watched Succession, and I like Jeremy Strong. You know, he's great. He's, he's, He's fantastic. But you know, I've I've heard about his antiques and his his craziness about being a method actor and shit. Like, this is some dude who takes himself a, a little way too seriously. Mm. He used to be a, an assistant for of uh, um, Daniel Day Lewis, and apparently he did sort of like an, an apprenticeship with Daniel Day Lewis. So he he he's got this whole method actor thing ingrained in his brain, and you know he goes nine months filming in character in and out of, of, of scene, like, you know, even Brian Cox has, has commented, like, you know, a word that he's not been kind to himself. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I feel like that would be one thing for a movie, but if we're talking about a series where there's months and months and months of filming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. dude is, is, is a bit, you know, and and don't get me wrong, there's, there's nothing wrong with method acting and, and all of that. I'm, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that there's something wrong here. It's just that, like, there's this anecdote about Dustin Hoffman filming a movie because Dustin Hoffman is one of those method actors, too. And he was filming a movie somewhere in the late 70s with Laurence Olivier. (laughs) And there was a scene where he was supposed to look like he was sleep-deprived. And so what he did is that 
he went partying for four consecutive nights. And Lawrence Olivier asked him, like, are you okay, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to, to, to nail these moments. So I wanted to look really tired, so I went partying every night for four nights. <laughs> and Lawrence Olivier was like, why don't you try acting, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> school actors they were fantastic and they don't believe in any of this bullshit of mental acting and getting into character for 10 months that's you know mm -hmm. there's a good there's a thing about acting and acting is acting it is pretending to do something well enough but pretending to be someone and doing something other than yourself than yourself that's great but once you're done you're done that's you know it's like nah why don't you try acting? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, method acting, okay, you know, for the folks who do it and want to do it, awesome, cool, good for them. But I, I just think it's a shame because I think it seems to be, from from what I read, you know, I'm not in the business, but from, from what I read and, and see and watch, that if you aren't a method actor, they, you kind of get looked down your nose a little bit by those that are, you know, that you know, well, you're not, you're not committed to the art. You're not committed to, to, you know, the, the sacrifice that we have to give as an artist and that sort of thing. And I, I, I don't think that that is right either. I think anybody's approach, whatever approach they take, as long as it's not, you know, hurting anybody else yeah. is, is fine. Don't look down your nose at somebody because they don't live this person's life for 10 months before they get and film a two minute scene or whatever. It's, it's whatever it's you just, want to do that it, does it. <laughs> yeah. It's just insane. Like, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, does do Jared Leto. Like when he was filming the Joker and he was sending some weird ass gifts to people and shit like dead oh, yeah. rats. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, poop in a box and shit like fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He's, he's one that I'm like, I don't, Worry he's about like, him. He's like the Tom Cruise of, of, of weird motherfuckers in Hollywood, you know? Like. Yeah, yeah. It's him and Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then you got Army Hammer in there, too. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah Army There's Hammer. that. <laughs> Army Hammer. Even his fucking name is weird. Army. Yeah. Army Hammer. <laughs> Army. Army. How you doing? All right. So we're going to go now to best performance by an actress in a television series drama. And we have Uzo Aduba in Treatment, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Christine Baranski, The Good Fight, Elizabeth Moss, The Handmaid's Tale, and MJ Rodriguez for Pose. And the winner was MJ Rodriguez, who successively also became the first trans person to win Best Actress, or to win <laughs> um, an, an, an award, if that, I think, I think that's right, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's right, the first one to win a, a Golden Globe. Yeah. 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 So so MJ Rodriguez, we talked about Pose 
well, about two years maybe ago. I think, yeah, it was very uh, early on when we were we were casting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, I was looking at our history and I think our first episode came out on February 8th or 9th of uh, 2019. Okay. <laughs> You know, so we've been we've been around for a while. If you're just stum- stumbling upon uh, this podcast, this one you're listening to right now is episode 140. So we well over 100 episodes, and so we did an episode specifically about the series Pose. So if you want to go through and check it out. You'll hear what we have to say about MJ Rodriguez. But I would say it was only a matter of time before Billy Porter has won yes. several times yes. in several awards for Pose. But yes. MJ Rodriguez had only been nominated. And she is fabulous. And uh, yeah, I, I just double checked it as the first. She, she is the first to win uh, a Golden Globe as a, a trans actress. So she, her part in Pose is, is, is wonderful. And uh, she Blanca does it. Blanca Evangelista. Yes. Beautiful yes, performance. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And she can sing her heart out. Yes, <laughs> she can. Yeah. Ooh, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jojo, your turn. All right, so we have um, best television limited series or motion picture made for television. So Dope Sick, Impeachment, American Crime Story, Made, Mayor of Easttown, and The Underground Railroad. And the winner was The Underground Railroad. You know, weirdly enough, we never got to, to do anything about The Underground Railroad because when it came out, there was so much more going on, and it became like part of the watch list, and we never, we never got back to it. But I think, as you can see, of course it was, it was a great show, but it was on Prime Video, and it didn't make the splash that it would have made on, on Netflix or HBO Max or even on Hulu, which again, week after week after week, you will hear me and George say. It's a fucking shame <laughs> yeah. because Prime Video puts out some really good stuff. Yeah. And the fact that most people in the world have a Prime account, yet for some reason not no watching Prime Video, enough content on Prime Video, it, it, I, it's, it's foreign to me. I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. It's a shame that we, we didn't get to the Underground Railroad, but... I am I'm happy it won because I've only read fantastic things about it. And um, with it being up against Mayor of Easttown, I think that makes it an even more sweet win, if you will. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people, much like we were talking about Kate Winslet, of course she would win. You In looking at that list, you'd be like, oh, it's going to be Mayor of Easttown. So that didn't happen. And that I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. And we'll maybe get some attention to the show because I, I, I know it was on a lot of critics lists, but I, I never really heard any people talking about it. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Like I, I don't, I, I don't remember ever hearing anybody like, Oh, I'm excited about this new show called blah, 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 blah. And the fact that there's still people talking about Tiger King <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. whatever, mm. man. And and I heard that there's gonna be another Tiger King. I've heard that too. Yeah, I know they put out some new episodes, but apparently they're gonna put out another show. I don't know. In fact, yeah, I don't want to say it out loud, but I think even Jersey Shore is making a comeback. Oh my! Yeah, let's not talk about that one at all. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Right? (laughs) So the next one we have is Best Television Musical or Comedy. And let's go through the nominees. I've got this right, right, Jojo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we've got The Great, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Reservation Dogs, Ted Lasso, and the winner was Hacks. Any comments, Jojo? No, not really. Um, I think it was, um, I think that's a great, although short list compared to some of the other ones we've read. Uh, I think that's a, a list of very watchable shows. I haven't seen The Great, but um, I've seen, you know, we've seen and talked about the other ones. And, uh, but as far as musical or comedy, I think I think Hacks is just one of the greatest shows out there. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I mean, it was either it was either that, or Only Murders in the Building, or Squid Game. It could have been any of them, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, but oh yeah, no, Squid Game wasn't in there. So my bad. <laughs> All right, you take the next one, Jojo, because I'm starting to blab. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, best television, best television series drama. We have Lupin, The Morning Show, Post, Squid Game, and Succession. And Succession was the winner. Okay, is that best television drama? Yes, best what television series post? drama. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking back at the list, like. What is post? I don't know. I I, wow. I can you can you can you do a quick look up, Jojo? Because I don't remember that one. Like I, I don't, don't either. I I remember there being a a, a a movie about like the the Washington Post, but um, let's post. see, post. I don't remember that one. Did they mean uh, pose? Maybe they meant pose. <laughs> They may have meant pose. This could be a typo because I'm not finding <laughs> anything. I found the last post. But this article is from Monday. Have they not realized that the, like, I mean, post. Post. I've never heard of post, so. They have to have meant pose. It, it, it's got to be. It's got to be. They had to have meant, meant pose. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me see if I can find another list somewhere. This is weird though, because here's the thing HBO people, the producers of Succession, they bill it as a dramedy or a comedy drama. Okay. So it's weird that the Golden Globes didn't nominate them on the comedy, but rather on the drama. Whereas the people that actually created the whole damn thing is like, yeah, it's more like a comedy. And to be honest, when you watch Succession, you realize that there's a really 
fucking dark, dark, dark humor undercurrent, but it's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think they should have gone with the flow in that respect, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, it won and it it was it's deserved. They they did mean pose, by the way. I just looked up. The... <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I I do that. This is, uh, this is wrong. Something is wrong. <laughs> oh okay. gosh, that's good. Okay, so we don't care about best song, do we? No, I we don't care about it. nobody care about no damn song. Right. Or the um, score. Okay. Do we do we care about like best motion picture animated? We've we never really talk about the animated ones much, so To be honest with you, the only one I've seen here is Raya and the Last Dragon. I you know, I have access to Encanto, but I don't want to watch it. Like, you know, just the fact that people are like, hey, can't do some cute in Colombia and shit. You know, even my wife is like, hey, it was. Shut up. In country, so cute. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? No. All right, so let's move on to best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a motion picture. All right, so I have Kieran Hines, Belfast, Jamie Dornan, Belfast, Ben Affleck, The Tender Bar, Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog, and the winner was Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Have you seen The Power of the Dog, Jojo? I have not watched it yet. Let me tell you something. This is a movie that, for me, when I, wa- when I watch this movie, it reminds me a lot of watching a very old-school 1940s, 19, late 1930s into the 1940s m- movies in the sense that it has a lot of... It shows you more of the grandeur of, of the West... So it's it's not a Western movie, but rather a movie about the West, the Western part of the United States. And it's not about, but rather that's that's where things take place. It's not a cowboy movie, but it's a movie about people in within the culture of cowboy. Not the caricature, you know, gunslinging cowboy versions, but rather people who make a living as cowboys. And... Cumberbatch is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> seriously, seriously, Benedict Cumberbatch is absolutely nuts. But he is, in this day and age, one of the greatest freaking actors to be alive. And the, and he's another one of those crazy motherfucking method actors thing. Yes. And. <laughs> One of the things that the weird things that I've read about this this movie is that during the filming of this movie, the character that that Cumberbatch plays supposedly has like an absolute hatred for the character that Kirsten Dunst plays. Because this movie is starred by Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, and Jesse Plemons, who, by the way, is the life partner of Kirsten Dunst. And 
Benedict Cumberbatch is supposed to hate this character. And from the beginning of filming the movie all the way to the end, he never spoke to her, never addressed her, never ever treated her like socially ever, <laughs> you know, just so he could actually come to hate her, you know, like that's what I'm saying about this. There's no way these things don't stay with you, man. What the yeah, fuck? yeah. I, I don't know. I, that would be. It just seems, and it seems like, because to me, it seems as though, uh, like some movies, you can tell that the the cast and crew, everybody got together and they had a really, really satisfying time or a good time making the movie yeah. like a and it and I'm not even talking about it necessarily a comedy but you can just tell that everything went really well and and it was just kind of magic happened and yeah. I, I feel like doing that like deciding I'm not going to talk to this person I'm not going to talk to this person so that I can just do this kind of loses out on that whole experience camaraderie like, shit, yes yes the camaraderie the the being part of a of a of a process of a project of, of an, a piece of art and i don't know that seems like a big loss to me you know and then i mean she's a, a very talented actress herself i would want yeah. to talk to someone who and been in the business for a long time i would want to talk to somebody who was you know, has been around the block a few times and, and get, get things learned from them. But I can't imagine. And even if I were Benedict Cumberbatch, I can't imagine being in the same environment with Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, you know, we've talked about Jesse Plemons, like Jesse Plemons is one of the most talented character actors out there. Yeah. And everything he's does is good mm -hmm. there's only i want to say there's only one reason jesse plemons is not a leading man in hollywood and i think we know that what it is he is just sort of like a slightly chubby dude yep. and, you know yep that's it <laughs> but jesse plemons is as good as any of them as any of them kirsten dunce you know as you said she's been around for years yeah. like i mean come on she started but, out as a child actress and yeah but okay whatever <laughs> cumberbatch decided yo in order for me to stay in character i'm gonna hate this girl and i'm gonna hate her in real life too <laughs> you know so i ain't gonna talk to her i'm gonna be hostile to like come on anyway so the power of the dog the kid who played who won the golden globe if that Golden Globe was broadcast, I would have gotten up and uploaded. Because even though most critics talk about wow, how great Cumberbatch was, we expect that. Right. But this kid, Cody Smith-McPhee, is a revelation. And he made this movie, George. It's a, you know... Not so long, it was about an hour and 50-something minutes. It can draw, drive you to a bit of boredom to a certain extent. Gotcha. But Lord, this movie is great because of this kid. Okay. So, 
when you have a chance, take a quick look at The Power of the Dog. Fantastic movie and great win for this kid. That's awesome. All right, then. So, shall we? Yeah, let's see. So, we have Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Catatronia Baif? Is that? That's nowhere near what it could possibly be. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm lost here too. Katrina, 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 Katrina. I think they, pretend, they pronounce it. It's, it's one of those Irish names. It's, that they I, pronounce the Irish. I, yeah, yeah, I always Katrina, trip up on the Katrina Irish Balfi. names. Okay. For Belfast, Ariana Du Bois for West Side Story, Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, Ingenue Ellis for King Richard, and Ruth Nega for Passing. And the winner was Ariana Du Bois. The bows for West Side Story. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like, did West Side Story come out already? Yeah, it kind of came and went. I think it was a big flop commercial commercially. Really? Yeah. It came out already. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I. I. I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, she won. Good for her. Whatever. Let's move on. Cause like. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. <laughs> Okay, so let's go then to best performance by uh, by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. We've got Leo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage, Serrano, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza, Anthony Ramos, In the Heights, and the winner was. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. You know anything about Tick, Tick, Boom? I watched it. I did not enjoy it. That's just me. Uh, <clears throat> it's not, not my, not my bag. <laughs> and I am not an Andrew Garfield fan. For whatever reason, he is one of those actors that I, I can't even respect his talent. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, damn. I, I, I can't. Like everything he does, I find cartoonish and ridiculous and i i just i really do not like him at all like there's other actors and actresses that i i don't like but i i understand that they're very talented or whatever there's not one part of me that can go yeah he's he's good but you know you, you just don't like him no i i, I hate his guts so yo <laughs> And I know that, that that's an unpopular opinion because people adore him. And I'm sure he's a very lovely man. And I know he doesn't care about my opinion of him. So that that's that's fine. That's good. You'd but, be surprised. This motherfuckers tend to be like really sensitive. <laughs> that's a judge in the world that doesn't like me, man. Can you believe this shit? I've heard all these things, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I can, I can imagine... Garfield like putting up a, a big crying shit. You know, Georgia don't like him. Don't like now. What, what can I do, Georgia? Tell me. Just, just tell me. I'll do anything. You, you know. exist, Andrew. You exist. <laughs> That's what you did. So. Wow. Okay. So that. You know, you always come up with stuff that I don't see coming. So. There's that. I don't know what I'm gonna do with you, man. <laughs> Right. So let's see then. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Marion Cotillard, Annette. Alena Haim, Licorice Pizza. 
Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up, Emma Stone, Cruella, Rachel Zegler, West Side Story, and the winner was Rachel Zegler. Can we move on? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was... Jennifer Lawrence is one of those actresses that have, have never... Like, there was a time where I was getting Jennifer Lawrence fatigue, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she went away. And I'm I'm kind of glad that she's back for some reason. Like, yeah, yeah, welcome back. You know, thank you for taking a break. And she, I don't know what you did, but I'm glad you're back. And Don't Look Up is actually a movie that I've got quite a high opinion of. So I enjoyed so, it thoroughly. So, yeah. I watched it um, last week, I think. So yeah, yeah, it was very, very good. DiCaprio. By the way, Jonah Hill was absolutely fantastic oh, on goodness, this one. Too. He's so good. <laughs> he is so good. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. I read that he was something like he imagined his character as if the fire festival was a person. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence said that she they had to take so many different takes every time she was she had to interact with Jonah Hill because she couldn't stop laughing. I, yeah, I'd be the same. I would be the same with, with the, he was so good in it. And so like, I, I feel like it was a, we're getting, I'm getting on a tangent, but I feel like it was like a, a much more nuanced performance than one would expect from Jonah Hill for that character. I, I, but it was, I feel like it was a great performance and yeah, just, that is uh, just awesome. And that's the thing about this movie that I feel like, which is why I recommended it, because this is this is a movie that you expected to be a full-blown comedy. Mm-hmm. But it is a movie with with a backdrop of of, of such distinct colors and, and, and philosophical tangents that you like, whoa, did they intend for this to be this deep? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even that little character that Chalamet played, which I'm sort of getting a bit of, of, of Chalamet fatigue. <laughs> this little motherfucker is everywhere. <laughs> 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 you know, so I'm kind of like, oh, this, this little motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, have it. I have it too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I was, it was great to see him in a character where he's not, he wasn't being the, pre, the pretty boy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He, it, yeah. Agreed. In that, that little, thing that he did the the prayer at the end for, for I'm not a religious person but this prayer wasn't about religion at all and that, that's why I loved it because it was it was more of a of a well thought goodbye to the way things were that the end is here and if this were the end what would you say hmm. and it's amazing that he Perhaps the one with, you know, being with the teenage mind as a character, with the, a little shit brain mind of a kid, was the one with the most profound oratory here. And I loved it. So so this is an absolutely fantastic movie. And I'm, Agreed. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Shall we move on to best performance by an actor? Yeah. So we've got best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. So Mahersha Ali for Swan Song, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, 
Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. And the winner was Will Smith for King Richard. As we've said before, of course, Hollywood loves in real life characters, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So Will Smith played Richard Williams, the father of the Williams sisters, and apparently he killed it. That's what everybody says. It's not a movie that I've seen. No. So it's 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 almost predictable that you know not think that Will Smith would have won it. So yeah. I'm okay with that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm surprised with the nomination of, of Javier Bardem as, uh, you know, for being the Ricardo. But again, I, perhaps I'm the only one who didn't like it. And so there's I, that. I, this list is a, little, is a little odd to me. In the meantime, let me get us through the best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. And the winner was Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. I am I'm good with that. I'm good with that because as you will have heard me say uh, during our stuff we watched during the holiday. I did think that Nicole Kidman was great as Lucille Ball, and I had no problem with her character, even though a lot of people did have problem with that. I don't. Another character that I, another actress I, I thought would have deserved, even though I haven't seen the movie, but I've read about her transformation and I've seen some pictures, and I've read about her histrionic abilities in portraying Tammy Faye is Jessica Chastain. And so that one is, is a great nomination for me. House of Gucci, if Lady Gaga had wanted to, I would have been okay with that. The movie Spencer, I saw this movie. And I have to say, Kristen Stewart was great. She did a very convincing Diana Spencer. It is the movie that I didn't like. It's the whole writing of it that I didn't like. It is the portrayal what it insinuates about the personality of Diana Spencer that I didn't like, but I think uh, Kristen Stewart was fantastic. I have no problem with that. So all the nominees here, except actually for the nomination of Olivia Colman, um, yeah, I'm a bit iffy about the movie The Lost Daughter, but but I have not finished watching it anyway. I started watching it. I think we, th- we talked about this, Jojo. I started yeah. watching it, but, you know, I got to a point where it was kind of getting painful for me, so I didn't. So so what, what's your take? I want to watch The Lost Daughter because I've read so many things about it and about how, you know, what a fantastic directorial debut, I believe it is, for, for Maggie Gwenenthal. So I do want to see it. And, of course, you know, Olivia Coleman is my girl, so... <laughs> I actually started The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but Andrew Garfield is in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I I had to stop it. So I haven't finished it yet, but I'm about half an hour into it. And she actually is very, very good in it. She is. 
And Lady Gaga, I have nothing but admiration for her acting talents. Uh, everything I've seen from her seems to be great. So I'm glad she was nominated. And uh, I was curious about the movie Spencer, and I'm glad to hear that you watched it. And because um, I did hear a review that was very similar to what she said, that, that she is great in it, that her performance is. is phenomenal, but the movie itself is is lacking. And so, um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a a great list and, um, yeah, I have no problem with Nicole Kidman winning. She, she is, she's a fabulous actress and, uh, uh, you know, she, she deserves her kudos when she gets them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, by the way, on a side note. If you do watch the movie The Eyes of Tammy Faye, a side note, just a, a, a little fun fact, everything you're about to see in this movie happened in a little town right next to where we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's in South Carolina. It's in Fort, um, Fort, Fort, Fort Mill. Mill. Fort Mill. Fort okay. Mill. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I used to go to a little junk store in Fort Mill, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of, all of that, all of the church and the whole thing, all of that, in, in Tiga K to be exact. Okay. So, yeah. Um, let's move on, Jojo. Okay. I have Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Serrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story. And this one was won by West Side Story. Sure, whatever. Best Director, (laughs) Jojo, go ahead, please. Uh, Let's see, Best Director. Best Director Motion Picture, uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Maggie Gwynnenhall for The Lost Daughter, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, and Dillis Villeneuve for, I never pronounce his name right. Denis uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve, okay, for Dune. And the winner was Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. No problem with that. Yeah. No problem with that. Yeah. There's some very talented people nominated here. So, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to have to watch Ke- uh, Belfast now because there's a couple of people in it there. Kenneth Branagh directed Jamie Dornan. I became a big fan of Jamie Dornan after seeing the, the that, that series, the, what was it? The series, we talked about this one. I know, um, and it's gone poof. It's yeah. gone, Graham. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking It's gone. The name is gone. I remember saying, I thought this motherfucker was just all about Fifty Shades. Yes, uh, yeah, that was me too. But <laughs> it, it, it turns out that he's actually a fantastic actor, right? So, so Jamie Dornan is on it, and uh, uh, Kieran Hines is on it. I love Kieran Hines. I have loved him since the '90s. So, I he is he is amazing and great. So, um, I know that Belfast is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. So, yeah, I'm interested in this one too. Yeah. Them Irish, man, they'll be doing the thing. Yeah, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've arrived to the last one, which is Best Motion Picture Drama. Best Motion Picture Drama is Belfast, Coda. That's amazing that Coda got 
dominated on this one. <laughs> uh, King Richard and the power of the dog, and the winner was the power of the dog. Again, no problem with that one. No problem with that one. And I'm going to reiterate, reiterate this. The power of the dog is not going to be a movie. It's not a movie for everyone. It's not a movie for everyone. And this is a movie where you can watch for a good 15 minutes and not much happens. So you have to be, you have to have the mind of a reader. You know what I mean? To not understand this movie, but actually to enjoy this movie because the, there's more much more about the scenery about the nuances of the few words that are said and how how they are said and when the action happens then it's pure explosion you see what i mean mm -hmm. and it's not a lot of action violence or whatever but but it's pure explosion of characters and and things like that, so of colliding personalities and things like that. So this is not a movie for everyone, and it's possible that some people might watch this. This was a boring-ass movie. I don't know what they saw in it. But what Jane Campion managed to do is, you see how, like, when you're writing, you're told to, to describe as much as you can when you're telling a story, right? It's it's not a question of the room was dark, but rather the what what emotions the darkness of the room caused to the subject entering the room. <laughs> you know, all of that has to come in, and 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 this is what you see here in in this Jane Campion movie is that everything describes emotions and feelings and and everything else even when there's nothing happening. It evokes all of these things. So this is why. And to be honest with you, Netflix is not worthy of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been a movie for cinema. I am I'm, 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 I'm 100% transparent with you with that. I don't, you said you haven't watched it yet. I have not watched it yet, no. Have a look and tell me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of like overdoing it. But well, that's what I thought about this movie. When, when you're talking about it, 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 have you seen The Piano? Think so. Okay, so it's, it's Jane Campion did did and it's the way you're describing it is is very consistent with consistent yes yeah, similar to the way I felt watching the piano, you have to there's a lot of nuance there's a lot of importance in the the scenery and in in little actions that people take with each other so I think it's very that's her method of storytelling and like yeah. you said that's not necessarily for everybody and I also can see that that probably would translate much better to the large screen with the scenery taking such an important role <laughs> as as it as it did in the in the piano yeah i mean the thing is like to a lot of people beauty only can be seen in in the tropics and in, in, mm. in mm -hmm. beautiful ocean and palm trees and blah 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 and, and coral reefs and things like that <laughs> But there's such beauty in the vastness of places like 
Montana in Wyoming, where all you see is mountains and, you know, prairies and cows. And it's a thing that if you, if you haven't been around it, you probably don't know how to admire those things. And I think Campion exposes you to these things in such a realistic way, in such a artsy way, if you will, that is not just a camera panning at some scenery, but it's the scenery talking to you, telling mm-hmm. you, fucking look at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When I lived in Nevada, I was in the desert portion of Nevada, and quite a few people were like, it's so ugly there. Everything is just brown and gray. And I I understand why people would say that, because yeah. if you just glance at it. But after I lived there for a while, I came to a huge appreciation and a love for the mountains and the light on the mountains. And yes, for, for, you know, for a few seconds, they may just look brown and gray, but there's pinks here and there's, there's iridescence and there's, there's such a wealth in the desert that you do not find in other landscapes. You just don't. And, um, for her to be able to, to find that and pull that out to the eye, that's, that's, that's awesome. So I'm looking forward to watching this movie for sure. I, I don't know of anyone else that can do that. And maybe... Maybe the score also did a lot more to bring that out. But Jojo, this is, yeah, this is, this, that's what I'm talking about. And, and I think this movie deserved everything it's won. And uh, yeah, it should have been in cinema. It should have been enjoyed in cinema. So that's it. The only thing we didn't get out of these Golden Globes was a show where Ricky Gervais pissed off a couple of people and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. <laughs> That's our buddy. That's our dude, man. That's our man. <laughs> but but the truth is, the nominations this time were good. Like to be honest with you, I know that there's been there, there were a lot of lobbyings in 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 some movie studios. You know, corrupted the entire thing with the HFPA. But hardly had have I ever had complaints. To be honest with how things went in terms of awards from the Golden Globes. What I, and this is just me, I think that a lot of people were were able to buy their way into the nominations, but when it came to finally to decide about the winners, the Golden Globes were always at least not as corrupt. The years that I have observed the Golden Globes, I've seen pretty much a lot of movies and TV shows win what they deserved. And sometimes some weird shit happened that you could generally think, yeah, maybe they missed this one. Maybe they fucked up on this one. But I can't necessarily bring myself to think that corruption had anything to do with it. Having said that, I think... There's the reckoning, the moment of reckoning that the HFP has been going through has more to do with the with the lack of diversity that it dealt with, and and it was overt. It was it became an exclusive club of powerful 
white people from Hollywood, from, from the foreign press in Hollywood. Yeah. And when they got caught, when they got called out, they tried to fix it in the most clumsy way possible. And like, here, we put some black people in here. <laughs> Happy? <laughs> you know? And I think that's the attitude that people were like, yeah, we can see through that, you know? I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I am. I have to say that I, I'm looking forward for the Golden Globes to go through a period of redemption and come back to TV, because it's one of those that I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I have to say the Golden Globes always seemed like a more fun version of the Oscars. Like a, a to me, they seemed like a little more. I don't know. Like to me, the Oscars, I always thought the Oscars were run by a bunch of stuffy old white dudes was the impression yeah. I always got about yeah. the Oscars. And I had sort of the opposite impression about the Golden Globes, which goes to show what I know about anything. So I'm disappointed uh, about that. And um, I hope that, like you said, I hope they do some work, some genuine work to redeem themselves and, um, you know, get get some some credence back and and get some some good stuff out there again very well then so we have arrived to the end of the show we hope that we've shed light for you on some shows and movies that are up for awards that have won some of the golden globes that you probably have never heard of or have had in the back of your mind to watch and probably this time you're going to take a look at it the what we have to say right now before we leave is to let you know that you can follow us on social media and you can interact with us. If you go to kickinandstreamingpodcast.com, you can actually leave us a voice message on our website. And if you give us a permission, we can play it here. Make you, If you have any questions, if you have anything you would like to say to us, we'll happily answer those questions for you with a voice. If you don't want to leave a voice voice clip, you can always write us. It's fine. But, you know, if you want a, a more personable interaction, then let's do that. Um, Jojo, um, where, where, where do we find you? Where do we find you, Jojo? I am on Instagram. I am KNS co-host. At KNS co-host. At KNS co-host is where you find Jojo on Instagram. We are kicking and streaming underscore podcast uh, on Instagram. And on Twitter, we are kicking and letter N streaming. Kicking and streaming. We never use the G. So there's that, right? And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T. A. Lastly, if you have seen, you have been listening to this show and you've ever wondered, how can I do something for these guys? How can I buy them a beer or a coffee? Or how can I tip them for this wonderful podcast? You can do that. When you go to our website, Kicking and Streaming Podcast, you will find two buttons. One is for buy me a coffee. It will take you to buy me a coffee our page where you can become a supporter of the show. And also you'll find another button for coffee, K-O-F-I, coffee. And also another page that we use where you can give us some support, either a one-time tip or with a monthly contribution. We will appreciate that. 
we will take anything you give us because yeah podcasting expensive we're still doing it but hey some help would help right yep <laughs> we'll take anything and be grateful and thankful <laughs> we'll be grateful and thankful so we have arrived to the conclusion of this for me and for jojo this is goodbye folks bye everybody thank you for listening to kicking and streaming podcast if you found value in our content please subscribe and share we would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast so please rate us by writing a quick review on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast platform Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.